Welcome to episode 15 of No Crying in Baseball. It's Hall of Fame announcement day, but that's not happening till later. So you may be hearing from us a couple days from now so we can react to all the excitement of the Hall of Fame announcement. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. I have to say oops from last time. I just want to come right out there and say I kind of fucked up when I listen. I always listen once, but I listened to the last podcast, and I said that Tom Brady had World Series rings. And you all know that I actually meant Super Bowl rings. And, you know, he's actually about to start to go on his second hand because his first hand is all full up of Super Bowl rings at this point. So that's my off-season, baseball off-season activity. So there's this little thing called the Super Bowl that we're using to pass our time until baseball starts. And you know that I'm excited about the Patriots. I do. So that's happening. But I just also have to give a little bit of creds to a a story that came out this week about Zach Ertz from the Eagles tight end. And, you know, I thought you'd appreciate this. Do you know he's he's married to a player from the United States soccer team? I do know that. That's very cool. And she was actually playing while the Eagles were playing their playoff game. And so she didn't know what had happened. And I think you saw this video then. You must have seen it. I did see this video. It's wonderful. So she was told as soon as the game was over that her husband's team, the Eagles, were going to the Super Bowl. And she burst into tears. And all her teammates were hugging her. And, of course, every camera was on her. When that was over... Her husband was shown this video of his wife crying with happiness about him making the Super Bowl. A a reporter showed it to him, and he stood there in his suit, his post-game suit, watching it, and he burst into tears. That's adorable. Wait, we get to take another sip. That is adorable. (laughs) it It is adorable. That is true. Drinking game, drink when you hear the word adorable. So... After all this, my daughter runs into my room and says, Mom, oh my God, did you know that that Zach Ertz from the Eagles is married to so-and-so and and they did this and they cried and she cried and he cried? And I said, did you know that they proposed to one another in the Stanford baseball stadium? And she looked at me and said, how do you know all of these random facts? And I said, because I'm friends with Potty Mouth and she does her research. Yeah, and I do my notes early. So that <laughs> that was in there. So so now can we go back to baseball? Because, I mean, I appreciate the Super Bowl, but I want baseball. Yeah, at least that was a little bit of a connection of um, football players to baseball players. So we seem to have this thread. We have a couple threads in this podcast, but one is we've been following Derek Jeter and his trials and tribulations as Marlins manager. So we've got a little bit of what we call our Jeter hate segment. And did you know that just to gain a little bit more popularity that he has with the Marlins fans at this point, he wants to remove, and and granted, it's a god-awful, but he wants to remove that huge fucking sculpture that they have out out the outfield, like the home run thing that whizzes and burrs and... I hate that sculpture. He actually did endear himself to me a little bit if he's really getting rid of that. I hate that sculpture. It's ugly as sin. The thing is, it was a commissioned sculpture. They got it with the new stadium. It was built for the place. And I think it's one of those fan favorites kind of things. Like if you Can the fans take it for their own backyards then? Because I don't want it in the in the stadium. I don't want it in the ballpark. All right. So you and Derek can hang out and talk about the actually maybe you should write them. Maybe you could you could send them an email. I have plans, Derek. I do. And we can listen to some Latin music while we talk about where that that god awful sculpture should go. We don't have a lot of trades to talk about, but we have rumors. And interestingly, the rumors have to do with one of the teams we're talking about later, our boyfriend team of, of the week, the Brewers. That's a great name, by the way. Like, I'll, I'll drink to that. Absolutely. Um, one of the rumors is 
you darvish still out there got the- my mindset on you i got my mindset on you. i'm not sure what's happening <laughs> So <laughs> there's a lot of teams out there that maybe got their mindset on, on you. you. Oh, it's a pun. Yes. It's, oh, I, I'm going to have to drink more. To, you know, I only had half a beer. Usually I've got a full beer in me before and I catch on these things. But anyway, so the Brewers, unconfirmed. Many sources have said, oh, absolutely. They have sent you Darvish, a, a, you know, a contract and the Brewers are not confirming. Huh. Other rumor is Christian Yelich, speaking of the Marlins, in possible trade talks with the Brewers. And that might screw me over because if he goes to the Brewers, my boyfriend, who you'll hear more about in about 3.5 minutes, may be going to the Marlins. If that's the case, i am got my mind set on Christian Yellick. So if I need to replace my Brewers boyfriend, I'm just calling Yellick right now. That sounds fair. And you can ship him off with the uh, the, the statue thing. With the sculpture. With the sculpture, sculpture yeah. is not going to Milwaukee. It's just not. Nothing about it <laughs> screams Brewers. style in Milwaukee. Nope. Yeah, there's a little culture No, there's not enough there. beer in Milwaukee to make that palatable. We did have an actual trade this week. Tell me about an and actual trade. The trade is worth mentioning for four reasons. Four? So Austin, four. Austin Jackson is going uh, to the Giants. Yeah. Reason number one is he's leaving your team, the Indians. Yeah, so we're going to bid him a fond farewell from the Indians, wish him well in, uh, in San Francisco. So the other cool thing, number two, is that he's filling my boyfriend's spot, Denard Spann, who I had to mess around with teams because I chose him on the Giants, and then he moved over to Florida. So that spot's getting filled. And then number three, the cool thing, is now he gets to hang out with very aforementioned McCutcheon and uh, and Hunter Pence. Like, That's what pretty better? cool company. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good outfield for him to go to. What's the fourth one? The number, it should have been number one. Like the coolest reason to think about it, this guy is that we, and we have to post the video link, is he made the most amazing catch at my beloved Fenway Park where he leapt, caught the ball, fell over the edge of the, the pitcher warm-up area back there. We call it the bullpen. That, that would be it. <laughs> the bullpen. And if he had fallen and hit the ground, he wouldn't have caught. I mean, the ball would be with him. But he hung onto the wall so that his body did not hit the ground as he went completely over the wall to the bullpen. Yes, It was such a spectacular catch that the fans in Fenway Park stood up and gave him a standing ovation, even though he saved a home run that would have been a Red Sox home run. And I'm pretty sure we watched this game together because I remember this catch. Yeah, it was Hanley Ramirez who hit it. Yep. And it was Fred. And you've been to Fenway. You know how the fans are there toward I the opposing do. team I fans. I do. Not... I've been an opposing team fan in Fenway. Right. I'm so, glad I had you to protect me. So, so that says <laughs> a lot. That says a lot. I have two fun facts for you as we finish our week in review. I love fun facts. One is... Way back when we were talking about Aaron Boone taking over as the the Yankees manager, power we, to him. We told the story of Aaron Boone when he played for the Yankees being injured, and that's how A Rod got his start with the Yankees. Well, Aaron Boone has left ESPN Sunday Night Baseball to take over the Yankees. Who's replacing him? A Rod. Now it makes me wonder if when they decide to fire Aaron Boone, if that means A Rod's going to follow him again and manage the Yankees. Uh, you heard it here first. I think I Pat, Patty's going to go. She's going to have a double here. I think uh, these could are both be, going out could of happen. the park. My other fun fact for you is we've been talking about, okay, pace a game. You know, what's going to happen? Is this pitch clock going to be introduced? I found out there is – we know there's a good reason to introduce it, to speed up the game a little bit. There's actually a good reason to not have a pitch clock 
on the side of the pitchers. It turns out a study was done that if pitchers take more time between their pitches, they throw harder. Their fastballs are faster. It's not just about the haircut. Their fastballs are faster if they take more time between pitches. If there's less time, they're gonna, their fastballs aren't going to be as fast. More hits are going to happen, and it's going to change the face of the game. So a lot of people don't want it to happen because we, we fear change. But it could be pretty interesting. It could slow down the pitches, but it could speed up the game and make it a lot more interesting, a lot more hits. And I read about this on 538. You may know 538 from politics here in your nation's capital, 538 Nate Silver's organization. And I don't just have baseball boyfriends. I have a nerd boyfriend. And Nate Silver has been my nerd boyfriend for a very long time. So if I read this in 538, it must be true. Let's talk about boyfriends, not just nerd boyfriends, but baseball boyfriends. Who you got? So we're going to the Royals. I, I just have to, before I go to my Royals boyfriend, who is very connected to my cards boyfriend, I just want to mention one thing I forgot about Molina, that he called his own retirement at this point, that he's not so faithful to the cards that he said, I'm retired. His contract's up in 2020. That's it. He's done. And he's buddies with my Royals boyfriend, which was just such a natural pick because of this, Salvador Perez, Venezuelan, 27 years old. Another catcher. Another catcher. Not only another catcher, but he was part of the aforementioned kerfuffle with Molina and Contreras going back and forth on social media where Contreras said that he was going to be better than Molina. Molina posted a picture of him and my new boyfriend, Salvador Perez, and I think Buster Posey, mm -hmm. and said, um, respect your elders, basically, you rookie, you, uh, you newbie. And... He, Molina actually took it down because Contreras went out there and apologized. Not so much apologized, but basically said, oh, no, no, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I meant so, it to honor you guys. Yeah, right? yeah, his tail went between his legs. Molina took it down. And then Perez, my new guy, reposted it. So <laughs> Salvador Perez in there. He has been playing baseball forever. He was raised by a single mom. He played. She put him in baseball school basically to keep him busy because she needed her kids to be doing something. That and he worked just out had well. this natural affinity. Ended up playing with Altuve, other boyfriend, both on the same team and against him. But we're talking like Little League, like grade school. Um, we're, we've been talking especially last week when you were talking about Buffalo and how he was kidnapped in Venezuela. Well, it turns out Salvador Perez's mom in 2016 was carjacked with her boyfriend. And luckily nothing happened. They recovered the car even. It had been all messed up. But that just put him a little bit on edge. And when he goes to Venezuela, he has a bunch of bodyguards. But he still goes. Yeah? He still goes. He actually said, I don't plan to abandon Venezuela because it's my country. So he needs to be careful, but it's his place. And he's and he's repping, or he did rep Venezuela in World Baseball Classic, another threat of ours. And he got injured early, and Venezuela did really shitty in the World Baseball Classic. People were super disappointed. And that was really one of the reasons, even though they actually had manager extraordinaire, your hero, Omar Vizquel. I love Omar. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I read this about Perez. So, so much more reason to keep watching world baseball. Perez is all about the social media. He has two sons, and he's all over the Instagram with them, with them wearing little Salvador Perez Jr. outfits. He's also all over the Instagram with his buddy Lorenzo Cain, and they goof around like kids, and just following them on Instagram is worth it. He's also... 
the guy who grabs the Gatorade cooler. So when there's someone to be splashed, <laughs> they call it the Salvi Splash. That's actually a job. I love that. It's signed. Yeah. He's, I think he kind lineup, of volunteered actually. for that one. Yeah. Um, and, and in uh, the same line of Molina being true to the Cardinals, uh, Perez has been incredibly true to the Royals. He was actually signed as a 16-year-old prospect Yikes. in yeah in 2006. He's been a Royal since 2011, and he was there for the two really intense years for the Royals. The 14 in the AL wild card, he actually got the winning walk-off hit that led to the run to win the game, and he brought the Royals with that run to their first postseason win in 29 years so he's got to be a hero um then he kind of turned it around a bit and in the world series he got the final out so that was kind of the last nail in the coffin so to speak but then again in 15 they got right back there and he was such a, a force in the world series that he got mvp and i didn't realize that catchers just don't get world series mvp that often he was the first catcher since 92 to get the mvp and the second venezuelan um who, who was the first the first was was panda okay <laughs> which which love of your like, yeah, not so much. Yeah, Pablo Sandoval. Sorry, he he was great with the Giants, and then had a really sad stint with the Red Sox, where he's just known for busting his belt while he swung, and I think missed a pitch. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Perez. Much better All Star guy from thirteen to seventeen, Golden Glove a few years, uh, Silver Slugger one year, and the most endearing thing about him. Do tell. He wears perfume. Why does he wear perfume? He, he says he does it for the umpires. To confuse them? To make them happy. Oh. So the umpires have been smelling sweaty batters all day. I mean, think about it. That's got to be pretty it, gross. It, no, I don't, don't make he, me think about he that. he comes up there with a little, and I swear to God, this was his first perfume, was Victoria's Secret. He comes up with a little Victoria's Secret on him. The ump actually turned to him and said, you know, you smell nice, Savvy. There you go. That's going to help the close calls go his way. Mm-hmm. I actually have a quick little story about your boyfriend. Cool. It's tiny. It shows how important he is that even when he goes out of the game because he's injured, he still inspires greatness. So the um, the Royals have this thing called the Sonic Slam, which is um, if there's a Grand Slam in the sixth inning, a lucky fan sitting at home wins $25,000. What? $25,000 for a Grand Slam in the sixth inning. I need to start spending time watching Royals Watching the Royals, right? I like Perez. I'm going to so, follow him. Well, so Perez was out because he was injured. So Cameron Gallagher filled in for him. He hit a Grand Slam in his third major league start Whoa. in the sixth inning and won $25,000 nice. for a Royals fan. My Royals boyfriend is Whit Merrifield. He plays second base. He is 28 years old. And he's got a song. I That should be enough. You know, we'll post the video. It's a must see. The song, I, there are yeah. no words. There, there are no words. Well, the words I will share are cool wit, which sounds a lot like cool whip. And you will see why when you see this video. But it's got, he's got a song. And the but, song just became a social media thing. There were T-shirts. It was a big deal. I'm a little afraid of the song. But he has a song. If that wasn't enough, he appeared on a Japanese game show this past winter. So I'm in, I am endeared to him in many ways. But there's also baseball reasons. I swear to you, there's also baseball reasons. He was in the minor leagues for six years, finally came up to the Royals, and had the best season by a Royals second baseman 
in 30 years. Wow, some serious record setting. He was spectacular. And they must have just sucked for a long time. Well, but also, I mean, but Major League Baseball wide, there are only seven Major League players ever who have recorded more than 175 hits, 80 runs, 40 doubles, and 20 steals in their first. 162 games, so basically one full season. That's incredible Pookie's stats. Pookie's one of the seven. Oh, of course. That's yay, Pookie. So where he ended up Pookie was bets. he ended up with um, a, a 288 average for this past season. In July, he hit 330. <sighs> That's spectacular. And he had 34 stolen bases in the season. So he had a really, really great year. So he was playing pretty well. In the minor leagues, he was fast, 34 stolen bases, for instance. He played good defense, but he didn't have a lot of power. So he decided he needed to put on more weight. So he'd have, you know, more of a swing. So he have more power. So um, before the 2016 season, he spent the offseason eating breakfasts of nine eggs. Lots more food throughout the day, but I just, I can't get past nine egg breakfast. But it worked for him because that was the season that he had. So there you go, dear listeners. If anybody comments that you're putting on a little weight, just say that you're working on your swing. You're trying to get some power. Or cut back on your eggs by half or two thirds or most, for instance. More boyfriends. Who else you got? So on the National League side, we're going to the Brewers. Great name, seeing as though we drink beer most every podcast. So when I knew we were going to the Brewers, I was trying to follow through on when I was talking about Ian Kinsler when we had our Angels episode, and I pointed out member of the tribe, one of the few Jews. And Ryan Braun is a Jew who's been around for a while in baseball, and I kind of felt like, you know, looking at my percentages, trying to keep my spread, maybe I need another Jew, represent the tribe, it's my people. Sounds good. Sounds like a reasonable thing. Turns out that Braun was the first one, and I should have known this, first dude busted with the whole biogenesis aroid scandal. Yikes. And uh, was was fined or sentenced, sentenced to 65 games out because of it, so must have been guilty of sin. You know, not what my mom would call a nice Jewish boy. But wait, you have a bad boy streak going on. Doesn't that count? Yeah. And you would think even one of my own, but I don't know. I, I do have this sort of like, I, I've been rejecting for steroids also. And I think it's that aroid connection. It's a good so box I, to check. I think I that's fine. got to stay constant. The, the one good thing, well, one of the many good things, actually, Braun does have a lot of impressive things, but he um, had a cool nickname. He was called the Hebrew Hammer. Like, how can you go wrong there? And still you didn't pick him. So, well, then I thought, now what I got to do is pick the second coolest nickname for the Brewers. And what'd you find? So I got Travis Shaw, and he's the mayor of Ding Dong City. <laughs> that is not his porn name. That is his nickname. So he um, actually got that name, and this makes it even better for me. He got the name in Boston, <laughs> of course. Of course. Boston beat writer, when he was a kid, called home runs Ding Dongs, and he had the nickname Mayor of Ding Dong City. And so when he started writing, he handed over his childhood nickname to Travis Shaw, and it stuck. And he <laughs> was willing to bring it with him to the people of Milwaukee. So power to you, people so of Milwaukee. So Ding Dong City is like an honorific. It's not specific to a town. I Okay. Guess. All right. Where, wherever he is, is Ding Dong City. And and Milwaukee opened, welcomed him with open arms. He actually has a lot of really wonderful things to say after being in Boston for two years. And he was an up and down player in Boston. He had some a great bit breakout and then bombed in the end. So he probably got his fair share of love 
and not so love from the Boston fans. And the, the Milwaukee fans have really been wonderful to him. And not only that, but he was dealing with a personal crisis when he got there. He knew that his daughter was about to be born with congenital heart issues and would need immediate surgery. And I guess Children's Hospital out there is fantastic. He had all in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. exactly. And he was willing to stay in Milwaukee through the winter, which is not something many players will be willing to do in order for his kid to keep getting her treatments at um, Children's Hospital. And it sounds like things are doing better, like it's a tense situation, but it sounds like there's been an improvement. The weird thing is he had an exceptionally good season while his daughter was going through this. So maybe in this case, it gave him a little bit of motivation, power. I don't know. But he was Brewers MVP for 2017. I bet it's one of those things that if you can't be there, if you have to be away from things that are important for you, you better be doing a damn good, important job if you're going to stay away. Well, that's very cool. I'm going to tell you about my Brewers boyfriend, even though now I'm worried that he's not going to be a Brewer for very long. Domingo Santana, right fielder, 25 years old, is probably going to go to Miami if we get Yelich. You got a win-win situation. Oh, I just said weeks. I'm I'm speaking on behalf of the Brewers. (laughs) Wow. Did you see that? That's so weird. But let me tell you about Domingo Santana anyway, because we're here and he's in Milwaukee right now. Well, he's a brewer right now. He's probably someplace warm instead, like in St. Thomas. He was born in the Dominican Republic, but he did grow up on St. Thomas. That sounds like a great place to spend your childhood. Yeah, except not so great when there are hurricanes. Oh, damn. Yeah, because his family lives there now, and his family home was damaged pretty badly in September when the hurricanes swept through there. Um, And his dad lives there now. His dad actually played in the minors with the Astros. And that's also where Domingo started. His father is also Domingo Santana. So you may see that name pop up over a whole bunch of years. They're not the same person. Um, So Domingo, the younger, the 25-year-old, was traded to the Brewers in 2015. And his his last season was fantastic. He had a 278 average. He had 30 home runs and 15 stolen bases. So a good, solid outfielder. The most compelling reason to put him on my list as a boyfriend is on July 26th, this past season, in our beloved Nats Park, Domingo Santana hit the longest home run in the history of Nats Park, 475 feet over the left field wall. It landed on the concourse. For some perspective, the left field wall is at 336 feet. He hit it 475 feet. I think the true thing is going to be the test of time because Nats Park is not that old. But if this lasts and we can tell our grandkids about this was your boyfriend, the guy who had the longest hit ever. We could probably even lie and say we were there. Yeah. We did go to a Brewers game. Maybe we were. I I just don't know. Could have been. Could have been. In the meantime, since we're not able to go to baseball games, how the heck are we going to pass the time? So we've been fetching about this all winter, like where's baseball, where's baseball? Where is baseball? And I've been doing my off-season football thing. Boo. There's been baseball. Nuh-uh. We just haven't been watching it. So I realized that, you know, it's winter here. It's not winter everywhere. There was an Arizona League in the fall, but through the winter there's Dominican Republic, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and Australia. And the cool thing about this and the reason why it's kind of worth paying attention to is because there are major league baseball prospects in all of these leagues. That we'll see this summer. Yeah. When it's summer here. Hopefully. Or they'll they'll be getting close anyway. I mean, who knows for a couple of them. 
Um, but wait a minute. I can't get to Mexico and all these places. Is there a magic box on which I can watch these games? There is a magic box on which we can watch these games. And some of them are announced better than others. I like the Spanish announcers, but then again, I understand them. So maybe I'm a little biased that way. I find the Australians a little bit ho-hum, but it's at three in the morning. So I think anything could put you to sleep at that time. <laughs> But we have a Caribbean series coming up, so that's kind of cool. Actually, the only ones who are still playing now, I'm so a day late and a dollar short, are actually Australia and Puerto Rico. They're almost done. They've got like just a couple days left. But then we have these playoffs, at least for the Caribbean nations. So I think DR, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela will all be taking part in this Caribbean series the first week of February. So as we're counting down the days, that might be something fun to check out. Something to do between now and, say, the Olympics and pitchers and catchers reporting and all of that good stuff. So we will be back next week at our regular scheduled time to talk about our twins and Rockies boyfriends. In the meantime, we'll be back for a quick little Hall of Fame recaps, very special episode once we find out later today who gets voted in. And what else? What else are we counting down? We are counting down till spring training, and it's a mere 20 days, 20 days, seven hours, 14 minutes, and just a few seconds. I can do that. I can make that. If you like what you hear, please listen to us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast. Don't miss a single episode. And we look forward to hearing you back sometime soon. Drop us a line on Facebook and we can write right back. Goodbye. I just fucked it up.